0: view bet smart podcast uh as you can see scott isn't here today uh unfortunately scott has been suspended from the program for sexually harassing his co-worker jake do you have a comment on that yeah we're still
1: gonna report some news about this subject <laughs> yeah this is the
0: first time <laughs> hearing about it too <laughs> well you're the only co-worker so he would have had to be uh. sexually harassing <laughs> you <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe I won't well, be I pressing guess, charges. I
0: don't know. <laughs> I guess I guess maybe me, but I'm not paid yet, so I'm not a co-worker. I'd be an agent. <laughs> uh, just joking. Scott uh, actually had to tend to some family things today. Nothing serious, just uh, so scheduling things. So he'll be back next week. And uh, for today, you guys are stuck with me hosting. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> jake uh will be uh along for the ride to try to help me work through when i get stuck on some stuff so how's your uh weekend been jake oh it's going great chris i'm glad you asked it's just been really relaxing and getting all the sun i can
1: but uh how's your day chris
0: oh it's been great i <laughs> took a walk around uh the lake over here with the dogs and my wife so it's, uh, yeah it's been a nice little weekend <laughs>
1: nice i'm glad so, to hear it
0: uh, uh i want to talk about the live pga merger um i don't really have a a lot to say about the specifics of it i'm more concerned with all the people one for example would be Brandel chamley he's a commentator on the golf golf channel channel who is saying this is blood money that all these guys were taken when they went to live and blah 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 well now he'll be taking that blood money unless he leaves the golf channel. So I I'm curious to see a lot of these guys, he was one of the more vocal guys. I didn't hear a lot of guys on the tour talk about it too much. Cause I think they knew one day they would have to maybe take the money in one way or another. So I'm just curious what, what, what you think of the people that said that this is blood money uh, they should have to quit their jobs now, right?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I, I'm interested. I don't follow a whole lot of golf, but I started watching the Netflix uh, I forgot what it's called the golf documentary on there. Yeah, and they're they're going over the live merger, and I know that at first they didn't even really want to recognize Live and anybody that would leave the go to live, they were like
0: banned from coming
1: back to PGA. I'm kind of shocked on the the about face so quickly, but uh, I guess money talks. It, it sounds like uh, the PGA Tour says it couldn't afford to keep battling the Saudi Arabia or whatever. They got billions, if not trillions of dollars of that oil money, and it didn't sound like they could keep up the fight for too long, so he just decided to merge, so uh,
0: kind of shocking. I well because I have been reading a little bit about this I didn't know that there so you have the PGA tour right I just assumed like all those tournaments they played in were under the PGA tours umbrella and that's not the case really? that's okay. why some some of the tournaments live players are allowed to play in, some weren't it kind of okay. reminds me of boxing how they have all these different what are they called like federations or uh, I think that's what they're called where uh-huh. you know there's not everyone's not under one umbrella which I think yeah. is terrible for for a sport you need to have a governing body that's regulating everything over everyone or something like this happens and live comes along and just has the money to blow you out of the water cuz you're not paying I mean the golfers make a lot of money but they they should probably make more the sport earns a lot of money you know in the NBA or the NFL those guys are paid so much money, even if you're just a nobody, you know, you're a 12th man on the bench in the NBA, you're making like $3 million a year. And if you're on the PGA tour and you're one of the top hundred players, I mean, I, I doubt you even make a million dollars a year if you're like the hundredth player in the world. So yeah, that's,
1: that's pretty fascinating. So the,
0: uh,
1: the commissioner said we cannot compete with a foreign government with unlimited money. And that's a Pretty interesting
0: quote. And they do have, it's the, uh, what is they they call it the, I think the Sovereign Wealth Fund is what the yeah. Saudis use. The that's all. Ma- it's all oil money. So, yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to see. Uh, supposedly, the, the Saudis aren't going to have a say over what goes on. The PGA okay. will, like as, 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 in terms of, you know, advertisement and stuff like that. But I, if you're spending that kind of money, you'd think <laughs> hands in there and kind of get some of the things that they want
1: you would think so yeah I just saw that the Saudi public investment fund a 600 billion dollar sovereign wealth fund chaired by crown prince Mohammed bin Salman so yeah definitely gonna shake up the golf industry a little bit
0: (laughs) yeah I think uh I knew that I when I heard that PGA was changing some of the rules to kind of match live or thinking about changing some of the rules that I thought then that that's the live had them by the balls, like they knew what they were doing. Was I don't think that many people watched live though, which is weird, but they were getting all the pub, all the publicity from it, and kind of taking that from the PGA. And then, uh, who that one the last tournament, uh, Kepco won, I believe, and he was a live guy, and that kind of just screwed everything. The, it was a tournament with all the players that they played in them. This is one we need Scott here because he's more of the golf guy. But yeah, we're yeah. talking about his sport right now. <laughs> yeah, but I know the basics of it, and mm. I I understand um, uh, the battle, like how to win a battle. Mm. When read like the Art of War, and you know, it, mm. it's it's it was a war that they were in, and when PGA the PGA started changing wanting to change the rules to match what liv was doing i was like oh it's done like live is one now i briefly remember the rule
1: change stuff but maybe you can bring it up again i forgot
0: they were going to get rid of the cut so there's no more uh cut day uh was one of the main ones um i believe they were gonna because the live had everyone tee off at the same time Instead of tagger staggered tea times, I think they were thinking about doing that too. There were a couple other ones, but I think the main one was no to one to one all right, just me here. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm we'll see what happens, but it's a done deal now. It's live has <laughs> live one.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, pretty interesting. I'd love to hear Scott's take on it when he comes back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good Good topic, very interesting. You wanna go over the bankrolls next? Yeah, let's go over the bankroll. Sorry, my screen just went all weird. Yeah, let's yeah. go over the bankrolls. Okay, so we're both up nearly 50% on our
1: bankroll. Uh, my account's up around 5,700. Scott's is around 4,700. We've been flatlined for a minute. Um, 10,400 profit so far combined. Uh, Today I started out five and zero, so I'm hoping to win the last two and make it a clean sweep. But yeah, I don't know. Not a whole lot to report. We haven't. We've been kind of flatlined for a little while, and that's that's part of sports betting too. Sometimes you're for like months you're barely moving at all and it and then all of a sudden out of the blue it just you have a good day or two and so i don't know it's all part of the process
0: yeah i've actually been doing really well uh i'm up like 25 percent in the last like three weeks basically just not not taking any any bets that the line is off more than like if it's more than like five i'm lowering the bet and that's that good. seems to be working i it could just be kind of the bets that i'm taking are just they're getting lucky that they're winning because i i don't think you guys are up that much in the last last three weeks or so but uh yeah that's what i've been doing paying more attention to lines instead of just betting them because we what yeah. if, like we talked about before when i started with you guys you, uh you're so hot that it was like fuck it if i'm losing you know 30 points on a bet it doesn't really matter in the long run and then Mm -hmm. the cold streak comes and that's when that shit matters
1: yeah so true because that's when you're really paying for it is when you lose you got to pay that extra g so
0: yeah exactly so for sure i'm glad you brought that up um
1: i don't know we might as well jump into it now because being really strict on the 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 line is really important and i know you brought it up like when how far off of the line is it or should it be? And I and I still take the bet like you brought that up. I know our clients have brought that up. So I basically made a calculator. That. Finds the the break even percentage of the the line, and then I I find within 1% of that line. Uh, 1% of that break even line line. So like let's say it's like a 50% win rate then it'll convert the the break even to what 51% would be. So I don't, it's basically 1% with, within the line we're recommending.
0: And that's so. when you're putting in parentheses, parentheses, when you put the bet out?
1: Yes, sir. So like, so let's say, I'll give you a better example because that wasn't clear. So on a minus 150 bet, that would be a 60% win rate. So we're giving a little 1% tolerance on that. So. Um, instead of, of, of minus 150 is a 60%, so we're giving it up to 61%. So I'm basically converting that 61% back to a money line and saying that's the maximum that you should take for that favorite bet. And it also have we also have a min line. So what's the minimum you should take for an underdog bet? And they're all within 1% tolerance of the recommended line. So that way people aren't guessing because it's,
0: it's yeah, one to know. I, um i think a suggestion would be to move those notes when you put out the bets to the top okay because i had someone uh reach out to me like oh the, like the pitcher k's aren't working for me i, I think i'm just going to stop betting him i was like well are you betting them are you getting the good lines on them because if not don't bet him he's like well i didn't know that and i'm like well it's in the parentheses in the bottom but maybe we should move that to the top because that's why when you see the bet, that's the first thing you, you read. See, so I think maybe we should move that to the top and make you. it clear. Yeah, clear. So, because you know, also, you know, if you don't read all the way to the bottom and you make all those bets and you get to the bottom and you're like, well, fuck, like, am <laughs> yeah. I supposed to read this whole thing down? So, I think that should be moved to the top. Just a suggestion. Okay. I don't okay. know what you guys think about that, but. I can see pros and cons. It
1: might look a little ugly seeing it at the top, but at least it lets everybody know. So
0: I don't know. Yeah. And it, it's helpful. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you guys started adding those in because it's helped me a lot.
1: It honestly helps me a lot. I, I thought about doing it for a long time. I just never got around to actually trying to figure out that formula. And I actually just did it with algebra. Uh, just broke it down algebraically and figured out the conversion and and then coded it and now it's so simple like i i know what the cutoff is and i don't have to guess so when we're making our bets like we're we're obviously doing the the bookie sites now so it makes it a lot easier for me and so i i know as for a customer it's got to be easier to to know where the cutoff is i've been really strict on the cutoff too so if i'm saying the max uh, line should be minus one fifty or something. If it's minus one fifty one, I haven't been taking it. And it's, really? Yeah, i because it's it's already within one percent tolerance. So, I'm I'm just being really strict right now. So, and it, it's honestly saved me a few few bets. Luckily, my um the handicapping site's doing pretty pretty well. So,
0: to start. Yeah, that's good. Uh... Yeah, today I forgot about it and I was betting what you had in parentheses. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so I'm glad to hear that they're 5-0 and oh to start. Oh, I know. Seriously. I was taking while well, was betting like in parentheses and then adding like, oh, lowering my bet if it gets more. But yeah, I'm glad to hear that you're off to a hot start. <laughs> I know. Yeah, hopefully I that continues. The, I got all the way to the bottom and I was like, ah, shit, I forgot that they're doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah it's nice having that luxury but
0: i don't know we'll definitely have to
1: consider putting it at the top or talking about it more i feel like it might look a little aesthetically like i don't know i, I don't know that i'd like it at the top
0: like yeah but, but it's uh, also important then, to let the customers know maybe uh put out like once a week just uh just a message that says don't yeah. forget don't the the bets are in parentheses that yeah that's max max line you should take it at yeah um, you're right yeah just you're right. remind people and for new um, customers too that don't listen to the podcast or you know kind of aren't paying attention and just betting seeing bet it, and yeah send that out like once a week then i think that's a great idea i like it yeah so speaking of betting uh uh, you haven't been putting out any props for the NBA finals. Is that, is that normal?
1: No, I have just honestly been so, uh, consumed with the knocking out a uh, spreadsheet for the client. So that's another topic I wanted to bring up. We might as well talk about it now. So
0: yeah,
1: I'm trying to create an automated spreadsheet for everybody so they can track all their bets and it'll give them. It, it'll basically account for what their bankroll was the day before and so when you go to place your bets the day of every one of the stars that we recommend will be one percentage of your your port one percent of your portfolio and as your portfolio goes up or down that one percent per star will fluctuate so your bets will get bigger as your bank account is growing and it'll get smaller as it's decreasing and it, I'm just trying to make it as user-friendly as possible. That way, they they don't have to think of anything. Like, you basically put in the odds, and it converts what the payout is, and it it recalibrates everything daily. Uh, that way, people don't have to wonder what one percent of their bankroll is. It just does it all for them. So it'll just basically be a very simplified version of what Scott and I have now, with a little bit of tweaks to it um and then i, I want to give that to like you and scott and jason and uh, even our, our close friends and get feedback on it make sure it's all working right and then and then literally give it to every one of our clients and then uh get feedback from them and i would just look at it as like this is version one or 1.0 let's say and i, I can build on it a lot I just want to get it out now that way they have something to work on
0: yeah that's great great. like for me right now I'm only uh using one account because that shit that happened with Bovada with me that's easy to keep track of whether I'm like what I'm up and what I'm down but if you have multiple accounts that you're betting on it's I mean even with two it was a little more difficult to keep Mm -hmm. track of what you're winning what you're winning at yeah like which sports are winning, which ones aren't, uh, all that. So that, what is it yeah. gonna be broken down by sport too, or is it? Uh, that's how box, ours, team? that's how,
1: yeah, that's how our dashboard is right now for the very beginning, like the 1.0, I, I think it's just gonna be a, a spreadsheet just to track all their bets and it'll record the profit loss and it'll, okay. it'll automatically do the 1% and it'll adjust every day automatically, like I said. Um, But then the whole dashboard, like we have, uh, that'll be like a future upgrade. Yeah. Our dashboard, you basically could change the sport. You can change the stars. You can change the website and everything automatically adjusts. You can see how much you're making in each category. Mm -hmm. And I'd eventually like everybody to have that too, but uh, I just want to, I don't know basically release one step at a time so start start really simple give them something get some feedback figure out how we can improve it, make sure it works and everything and then i'll release the second version, hopefully not too too far out.
0: That's awesome yeah basically just have everyone beta test it. Exactly. yeah sure yeah I look forward to that. yeah look forward to showing you guys
1: I actually have the prototype pretty much done so next time we get together i can show you after this if you want to
0: and it, it's all it's on excel right it's on google sheets but the google sheets, formulas yes. would work on excel the same so yeah yeah it's the same thing cool yeah looking yeah. forward to that have but you yeah, watched your question to answer your the,
1: question,
0: uh, okay. uh, answer your yeah, question i just
1: it's not normal to not do uh, the other sports i was just between coding and doing picks and then my my side job and then i i, I want to give all my attention to the picks and I don't want to half-ass it. So instead of just sending out picks that I can't thoroughly research, I was trying to knock the the spreadsheet, the dashboard out, and then now I can go put my attention back onto all the sports,
0: so. Yeah, and don't forget, you gotta make time to play NBA 2K. Oh yeah, time. very important. <laughs> that's, that's high up yeah. on the list. Uh, I, well, I guess you haven't had time to watch the NBA Finals at all, have you?
1: Not much, very briefly, I did watch, I think, game one and game two at least half of those and then i haven't caught the last two but so impressed with jokic and the nuggets they they're so fucking dominant that guy is i can't say enough good things about him
0: yeah uh i remember when we did that episode when i first started on the show and we talked about the nba playoffs yeah we all kind of were in agreement that denver is the best team but We feel like they've been the best team and the playoffs Mm -hmm. come and something happens where they just don't perform and this year it's all kind of came together i wish i would have thought about it a little bit more that they've built something it's not like these other teams that you know yeah bring in bring in a bunch of talent and it all you know all works right away because they're bringing in superstars they're they had to learn how to win in the playoffs and mm-hmm. now that they, they, I, they're probably losing those, you know, early in the playoffs has helped them a lot. And now they're just, yeah. Also the heat is just, they're very good, but they're not, they're, they are not they they do not have enough talent to beat a team that's got talent and knows how to play, you know, mm-hmm. Miami beat Milwaukee basically without Giannis and uh, they beat Boston who doesn't know how to play as a team you watch them play and you know, it's, it's a lot of ISO one-on-one with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And now, now that now they get to play Denver, who is just got the talent and they know how to play. And Jokic is man. He's, he's so good. I've been watching a lot of people talk, like NBA players talk about him. Some guy described him as like, he is really good, but he seems like he doesn't even like basketball. Like at half, at ha- I think it was Isaiah like Thomas. Like at half times the games, he'd go into his locker and he would start playing Clash of Clans on his phone. It was like a no, little game on his phone. But then, you know, when he's out there, you could tell he loves it. But I think he's just good at, you know, when he's on the court, you know, that's when it's time to turn it on. But when he's off mm-hmm. the court, kind of, you know, take a break and occupy your mind with something else. But yeah, yeah, I haven't, I've watched like maybe, maybe four quarters total of the first four games. I kind of knew Denver was going to run away with this thing. And I I wanted to, watch, I was hoping that Miami won that last game, make it 2-2 Then I, I'd watch the last three games of the finals, but mm-hmm. I just kind of knew what was going to happen. And I've I checked the fo- score on my phone and it, it feels like, you know, it's never the game hasn't, aren't really in doubt. The last game i felt like they were up by like 10 the whole game and uh yeah i just haven't had any interest in it it was really weird i used to love the nba and i still love basketball i still think it's the best sport but i don't get any enjoyment really watching it like i used to watch every laker game yeah and part of that is that lebron's there now and i don't care for lebron but the nba in general i don't like the way it's played i don't and I don't see when I hear Adam Silver talk about it. I don't hear him talking about making defense more of a let, letting the defenders have more of a chance. It's not that it's not that guys don't try on defense or they're not good at defense, it's the rules that are in place. It, it makes it so it's virtually impossible to guard a guy like Jamal Murray. You know, he could shoot threes and he could take it to the hoop mm-hmm. once he gets, once he gets. By you you can't even like arm check him a little bit just to kind of get him off his rhythm so i'd like to see some of those rules come back and make it a little more fair for the defender because a hand check really isn't a foul but uh, you can't you can't even you can't even like put your hand on their hip just a little bit they'll call that every single time and so guys don't even do it at all i think they should change that So I don't know. It just feels like the they're losing a they're losing a lot of customers, and I don't know what the fix is. But some I think it has to do with all the scoring. I think there's too much scoring. Maybe that helps sell more tickets too. I don't know. I think attendance and all that is down though. Oh really? I I I know it was right after the pandemic, and then it went up a little bit. But I, I I if anything, it's like flatlined. OK, you know, so and now now I hear that they're ex, they're probably going to do the expansion, which will probably be Seattle and Las Vegas getting a team, oh, sure. which may actually help because you're going to get you're going to spread out the teams a little bit more. So you won't have that. as But there's only two more teams. I don't know. I think that's awesome for Seattle and Las Vegas. So I fucking love like the more sports team that go to Vegas. The better in my opinion i
1: i've been wanting sports teams there since we were a kid like in high school and yeah. shit and yeah. then finally the raiders go there and that's like my rival team so i can't root for them
0: <laughs> yeah remember we play uh madden and you would uh you would always move a team to mexico city and call them the chupacabras or <laughs> someone else would, but someone would always move a team to vegas exactly <laughs> yeah that, i never understood well, the rationale was like oh players are gonna bet on sports and it's like they can bet on sports wherever they want now, especially now, I think with the more legalized gambling coming is the reason that teams are going to Vegas. Cause they can't, it's, you can do everything online. You can gamble online. So if people are going to bet, they're going to bet yeah. being in Vegas. Isn't a big deal. I mean, there's nightlife there, but there's nightlife in Miami and, and Mm -hmm. Los Angeles too. And there's never been like, Oh, we can't put a team in LA or we can't put a team in Miami. So. Yeah. Multiple
1: athletes are getting caught gambling on sports too. And as that becomes more prevalent, I feel like they're going to have to consider legalizing it. At least if you're betting on your own team, not against your team.
0: Just, you can't bet in the sport that you play in. How about that? I mean, like, why does it matter if I'm an NBA player and I bet on baseball? Yeah. So that's what point. What is the reason I can't do that? I can go play blackjack in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Blackjack to basketball is the same as baseball. It's a different sport. It's not like because he's an NBA player that he's oh, I, some MLB player is going to throw a game for him. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm confused. I don't know. So if Las Vegas gets a team, what should they call the team? An NBA team.
1: That's a good question. Maybe we could do a poll you know, on it.
0: Uh, okay. We'll do a poll on it. I don't know. How, I mean, uh, yeah, it's gotta be, they can't make a gambling related as a problem, but isn't, doesn't, doesn't I think the WNBA team has a Las Vegas team and they're called the aces and that's gambling related. Okay. So maybe you could, I don't know what you would call them. I mean, obviously Seattle is going to be the supersonics again, which is awesome.
1: Yeah. Okay. There you go. I
0: love the supersonics when I was, a kid. <laughs> um, nice. but yeah, we should put a poll out. What, Bell at Las Vegas gets an NBA team. I like that sucks about those polls. If you don't make it yes or no, no one answers them. Maybe we have to come up with a
1: half dozen names or something to get Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, we should get some names going. <laughs> I'm literally blanking on one. I didn't even think of this when we were ta- that we were gonna talk yeah. about this. So I didn't think of any names, but yeah, I me mean, either. the ga- gamblers would be aw- an awesome team name, but there's no way they would let them let be yeah. that. <laughs>
1: yeah that's a a good question the rounders i don't know
0: the rounder oh that's good it's basketball that'd be great that is a good name las vegas rounders and they play with a round ball that's a perfect (laughs) name but there's no i don't think they'll let them have that one either
1: (laughs) i don't know maybe we'll have to come up with like a few different choices our best ones and see if anybody cares about one that stands out to
0: them so you got denver winning this then
1: yeah, That's it looks like crazy. it. I, I feel like Djokovic is uh, in another level. He he plays so slow and methodical and emotionalist and I feel like he's not nervous at all.
0: No. Yeah. Have you seen his brothers? I have not. No, you should look it up afterwards. They're like two huge guys and they look like gangsters like and he's no, from man. Serbia. I think he's probably seen some shit that like being in an NBA playoff finals game doesn't really make him nervous okay yeah yeah the only thing i worry about him in his future is he doesn't look like he takes care of his body very well it's the same thing i think with luka Doncic. like oh
1: yeah
0: you know neither one of those guys play an athletic game but that doesn't mean you can't you can't just not be in shape yeah i mean look at like james harden same thing like he doesn't play that athletic and he's like broken down he's not the player that he was because he never kept himself in shape that's where i'm worried about both of them but with with uh jokic i don't think if he cares if he's out of the league in three years it doesn't seem like he you know win like two championships and he's out of the league and he's done i wouldn't be surprised (laughs) yeah but donchick i mean he's got to get in shape because he's 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 like 6'9", and he's he's physical as shit. He, he's lo- very similar to Jokic, just different position. But, um, mm. yeah, get in shape. Everybody get in shape. Yeah, for real.
1: Might do some uh, push-ups after this podcast or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm definitely not doing that. I, I did a walk today. so Oh, There you go.
1: You're good yeah, for a couple days long. now.
0: <laughs> well one of my dogs can only make it like a mile it's a frenchie so okay. he's got about a mile we took him on like a five mile uphill hike one time this place called patriot patriots hill or patriot point and uh-huh. i had to carry him like two and a half miles he's shit. like okay. 30 pounds yeah it was, it was it was not fun so we can't take him on any more of those i could see that
1: yeah that would get so, heavier
0: yeah yeah so did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I have a couple uh news stories that I want to know if you've heard about them. Maybe you could bring those up
1: and then I'll go on to something else.
0: All right. So uh did you hear about those two Cleveland Browns players that were they were had their car they were robbed and had their car stolen at 3 30 AM in Cleveland?
1: Oh my god, what what happened?
0: Obviously they came they, they were coming you. out yeah, obviously they were coming out of a club at 3 30 a.m. and yeah, they got gun point in their face and they got their vehicle stolen did they find the people or i don't know okay. probably not i don't know I what don't... I, I don't get that man like why are you out at 3 30 in the morning
1: I, I don't know
0: i mean we both done it a bunch but uh like that that like in do it in like vegas or something i don't uh, Or just in cleveland i'm not gonna be in downtown cleveland <laughs> i've been to downtown cleveland a bunch of times like it's not a bad area if you're in like the good part, but yeah, yeah. stay home. You don't need to be out that late.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could see that.
0: Yeah. But, what, I guess on the not- same night, an- another player on the team got his car stolen from his driveway. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> another brown player. Yeah.
1: Damn. A
0: Brown player too? Yeah. Brown's player. So the same oh, night, God. those two guys got jacked and then another guy got his car stolen. Wow, I those (laughs) the Cleveland fans are brutal, man. They'll they'll fucking rob you, like yeah, own own players. They don't give a fuck.
1: No joke, man.
0: Yeah, interesting. The other other thing I had was, uh, have you heard of a baby Gronk? I have not. So he's uh, this viral sensation. He's a kid. I think he's like 11 years old. So his dad is like. You know what a stage mom is? It sounds familiar, but I don't. So it's like, if you have a kid actor, you're, the mom's like doing, pulling everything, like trying to get them the parts, like not letting the kid have like a real childhood. And okay. basically that's how this kid's dad is. And I mean, he named his kid Madden. Oh, and so wow. He, uh, the, the kids, I mean, he's like 11 years old. He's really good at football, but you can't tell. He's just bigger and faster than all the other kids. Uh, we I know a bunch of people that we went to school with that were, you know, six foot at like twelve years old, and you see them now, and you're I'm taller than them, and I'm six foot. So, yeah. and they're like shrinking. But, <laughs> it's, but this kid's got making like a hundred grand a month just That's off right. of uh, like endorsements and stuff, and he's doing all kinds of viral videos. The kid dad's got him on this gnarly diet uh, nutritional right. diet, like, but yeah. working out all the time. I don't know. I think it's a, a little much to treat your kid like, um like a commodity like that basically is how the dad's doing it.
1: Yeah. It's a little much to, he's, he has them lifting and
0: doing diets and yeah. stuff. That, how? Yeah. Li, li, it's like 11 or 12, yeah. maybe 10. It might uh-huh. be like 10. I don't know. I don't want to read too much about it because I think it's kind of gross to me what the dad's doing, but, uh, yeah, I just thought it was. It's really weird what people how people are with their kids. Like some don't even pay attention to their kids, and then some do this with their kids. Where like you're paying too much attention. (laughs) Like let them be a kid, yeah. Like they probably like, you know, doesn't have any friends. You know, doesn't go ride his bike with his friends. It's like, okay, you're getting up at 6am. Here's your uh, protein smoothie. And then we're going to go run and then you're going to come back and you're going to take your nap and then you're going to get up and you're going to lift. And then, oh, we've got a commercial that you're shooting and we got to make some TikTok videos. Cause the kids like everywhere, you could tell that the the dad is overworking. Yeah. I
1: don't know if that's going to mess with him psychologically over time or not, but we'll see.
0: I would think it would yeah all right well you, you got anything well, else yeah I was I just
1: wanted to bring up usC two ninety coming up uh, two eighty nine was last night that was um Nunez versus Aldana Nunez smashed Aldana and been retired afterwards so uh, Amanda Nunez is no longer in the USC apparently and uh yeah, I wanted to talk about the up-and-coming fight, July 8th, UFC 290. Uh, we'll, we'll have Parrish on again, maybe around the first or second, depending on you and Scott's schedule. Mm-hmm. And then uh, let me just look up that card real quick.
0: It's a pretty. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw that she retired last night. Uh, I don't even know how old she is, but it seems like the smart thing to do in fighting is to quit before it's too late.
1: I think she's 35, so that's kind of old for an MMA
0: fighter. Yeah. Quit when you're on top and before it's too late. I know with boxing, that's a huge issue, that these boxers go on for too long, and then they're brain dead at, like, 55 and can't even form a sentence. I think yeah. UFC is a little bit different. UFC is, you don't take the constant. My theory on boxing is why those guys are like that. It's not so much the in, in the boxing matches. It's the training. It's a constantly like, you know, just tap, 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 tap to your head over 20 yeah. years. Just yeah. a constant t- tiny, tiny con- concussions, tiny, you know, smacks of the head, but hundreds, thousands, maybe even, you know, tens yeah. of thousands of them. Not so much, you know, the 40 boxing matches that they had where they got knocked around a little bit. And a the UFC I, they don't spend a lot of time, you know, striking practicing striking you're 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 more practicing defense or you know jiu-jitsu or whatever your specialty is and if you're a striker you're not practicing someone striking you
1: <laughs> yeah maybe just some light light sparring but you're definitely not taking huge shots like yeah a- because in,
0: in ufc too it's not a boxing match where if if i just jab a guy to death you know over 12 rounds i can win the fight if i play good defense i mean if you mm-hmm. just go out there and jab in the ufc you're going to get taken down and you're not going to win anything by just throwing jabs so mm-hmm. yeah that's my theory on why all these guys are messed up in their 50s and 60s very few of them aren't and all the ones that aren't are all the the defensive fighters
1: yeah that's a good point uh, the card for 290 is insane you got alexander volkanovsky versus Yair rodriguez Brandon Moreno versus Alexandre Patoya, Robert Whitaker versus Duplessis, Jalen Turner versus Hooker, and Bo Nickel versus Trejan Gore. So all of those are very interesting fights.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll have to get Parrish in.
1: Yeah, the, for sure. seem to like him. Yeah, I agree. This is seriously one of the best cards in a while, so I'm really excited for it.
0: I, I mean, I know most of those names, so and I don't even pay attention to UFC very much so it's got to be a pretty good card.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. And then um I think the last time I recommended McGregor Forever, but I didn't hadn't even watched it yet and I've watched half of it now. And yeah, I highly recommend watching that if you haven't yet. Very entertaining. You get to see McGregor behind the scenes and I don't know. You get get to see a different side of him and I, I definitely respect him even more.
0: Did, yeah. speaking of mcgregor did you see uh they had him like fake fight the mascot last the uh, last I game saw, at the finals I, game supposedly you like fuck the guy yeah he fucked the guy up and the guy no went way. to the hospital no yeah, way. i don't know if i i don't know if i believe that i think that's just uh makes the story funny but also i watched it and he, he hit him pretty hard Okay. so he might add uh, he might actually <laughs> fucked him up but i wouldn't
1: doubt it yeah mcgregor's got a big fight coming up too that might be late july i'm i'm not sure on those dates but he's fighting michael chandler and that's gonna be a fucking war
0: yeah so, that's gonna be a great fight So yeah right on brother all right well yeah let's uh wrap this thing up Then we went for 40 minutes the that's two thirds of the time we usually go with Scott and we're missing a third. So <laughs> works out. Yeah. yeah, we, uh, just had to throw this together last minute. Um, mm-hmm. and Scott's the one that told us to do this episode. So thanks for yeah. uh, handing over the keys, Scott. Uh, I hope I did well, uh, hosting in place of you, but, uh, I'll be happy when I'm not doing it again.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, he makes it seem really easy and I wouldn't want to be on your end right now.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> no no it's not easy I, I, he does make it really easy uh, he's really good yeah. at making the conversation flow so we'll be happy to have him back so Scott, scott's production
1: uh, stuff and
0: editing and oh
1: you've, you've been doing yeah. a lot of editing too but yeah both of you guys are a huge asset for our production team
0: <laughs> yeah i do he's handles all like the technical stuff all the mics and everything yeah. and then uh well i've been helping out the cameras but uh yeah, I'm actually going to get off here now and edit this video. So,
1: Awesome. It was a pleasure, Chris.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right. See you guys later.